All right, got a little impromptu last minute jump on from Mark Malusis up in New York, WPIX, lead sports anchor for them. We always love having Moose on with us. And uh, I guess, should we should we start with the Giants here? The, the Giants seem to be one of the, the hot underdogs this weekend, Moose. Are they, are they going to pull off the upset of the Vikings? And if they do, would you even consider it an upset? Because apparently now everybody hates the Vikings, as they've said. They're frauds. Uh, and the, the Viking or the, the Giants now kind of seem like the most favored underdog that's been in existence in football. Yeah, I, I can't find anybody that likes Minnesota. I, I mean, I don't. Uh, everyone I've talked to this week, nobody likes the Minnesota Vikings. It's amazing that the line is still sitting there flat at three as it has all week long. I think the idea that you look at a giant team, you know, Jones threw for 334 yards on Christmas Eve. We know the Greg Joseph 61-yard field goal. They came back from eight down. The two-point conversion ties it up. Um, but they've gotten healthier. I mean, Adoree Jackson, in all likelihood, is going to be playing on Sunday. They've got Xavier McKinney back in that defensive backfield. I understand how big of a stud Justin Jefferson is. There's not a lot of belief in Kirk Cousins. And I, I do believe the Giants have a coaching adv- uh, advantage as well, even though the, the Minnesota Vikings had an unbelievable year. I think everyone's looked at Minnesota and looked at them as kind of this paper team that wins the, the NFC North, but – you know, did it by such a small margin. Give them credit for being 11 and up on one score games the entire season. But I can't find anybody that's taken the Vikings. I really can't. I haven't heard anybody take Minnesota minus the three. Everybody and their mother loves the Giants plus the points and to win the game outright. Moose, I actually want to talk about a team that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, probably should have made the playoffs, except for they didn't have a quarterback and Brees Hall got hurt, and that's the <laughs> Jets. Were you shocked? Were you surprised at all that Michael Flora got fired, especially his relationship with Robert Sala? Like, they're in each other's weddings. And uh, is that yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. I don't know where exactly the truth lies, because yeah. you have Woody Johnson talking about the fact that it was Sala's call to make the decision. You have the reports that... You know, Salah wanted to bring back LaFleur, um, but they wanted to bring in a senior offensive advisor to kind of overlook the offense. There was criticism of LaFleur's play calling, that the league was on it, that they weren't all that creative. I think, listen, I think for a couple of reasons. Number one is the Jets have maintained that they want to develop Zach Wilson. Do I think Mike LaFleur, I don't know this personally, do I think Mike LaFleur probably believes that Zach Wilson is is it at quarterback? Probably not. I, I think you know, in that building, the guy that was the best player on the practice field all season long was Mike White. Now, the problem with Mike White is I think there's a cap to what his talent is and he can't stay healthy. Now the Jets are in the scenario where Sala in 2023 has got to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost six straight. So you're having to make the playoffs or else there's going to be a coaching change. Um, let's see what veteran quarterback that they can bring in with the salary cap space that they have to work with. And how attractive is that job if you are an offensive coordinator of any quality, knowing that if you don't produce year one, that you could easily be out of a job this time next year? That's the problem the Jets are. Now, you tell me that they bring in Derek Carr from the Vegas, uh, from the Vegas Raiders, bring in his former offensive coordinator, and Olsen, who was a senior offensive assistant on McVay's staff this year for the Los Angeles Rams, that kind of a combination, then I think that would probably make a, a little bit more sense. But I don't know how attractive this job is. I don't think I was all that surprised because I think if you read the tea leaves, there was going to have to be a fall guy. 
and I think that uh, the Jets' offense was putrid down the stretch. I was going to ask you, do you think they'd do something, try to make a big splash? I know he wasn't very good this year, but Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old. Let's say Green Bay was going to move on to Jordan Love. I don't know how you'd make it work financially, what you'd be able to do, but do you think they'd do something like that? Because like you said, Robert Sala has to win, or he's probably out in 2023. Yeah, the problem is money. I mean, that's the issue. I mean, you look at, you know, and you look at the amount of money that – Aaron Rodgers is due. The, the Jets don't have that kind of salary cap space in order to play with. So then they'd have to reconfigure. They still got Quinn and Williams that they got to pay, you know. And and I, I don't know how it works. Would they be interested in Aaron Rodgers? If you tell me Aaron Rodgers is a street free agent three days after the Super Bowl, yes, I think the Jets would be interested in Aaron Rodgers because I think you would fit that offense. But as we know in the salary cap world, it's it doesn't work that way. Moose, we've been talking about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley over the past couple of days in terms of just the Giants coming out and saying they want to keep him, that they're going to pay Daniel Jones, uh, going to give him a a longer-term deal. They want to bring back Saquon. What does that actually look like? And and do you personally think that that's a good idea, or do you kind of feel like this is how it was with Andy Dalton and the Bengals? No, you know, Trista, I'm, I've been probably more bullish on Jones than, than a lot of people. Listen, I didn't necessarily think that um, he was going to have the kind of year that he's had. And I didn't understand it's kind of beauties in the eye that beholder. I always thought of Daniel Jones as a guy of, if you wanted to see the athletic ability, he showed you enough. If you wanted to tell me that Daniel Jones stunk and couldn't play in the National Football League, well, clearly he's shown you that. Um, I think there's a lot that the Giants like about Jones. I think they like about his personality. I think there's unquestionably he's a leader in the locker room, and I do think he's a modern-day quarterback to where there aren't restrictions to what he can do. He can run it. We've seen that. He's got the size. He's got the arm strength. And there's things that Dayball and Shane – and here's the other thing. I don't think the Giants came – I think there was – I think Shane and Dayball came into the year, Trista, with the idea that, okay – we're going to have to go find a quarterback at the end of the season. Um, And they wanted to see exactly what they had in Saquon Barkley. I think Barkley proved himself quicker than Daniel Jones is, but I think the chips were against Jones coming into the year. And I give him credit that, you know, that he proved to, to this, to a brain trust and new leadership that guys that had nothing in, you know, that did not draft him, that he was good enough to be their quarterback. Now, what does it look like in terms of a contract? I think it's probably a three-year contract where he's making, on average, twenty-three to twenty-five million dollars a year. You know, I don't. You know, if, if someone goes crazy and and offers them, you know, thirty-plus million dollars, I don't think the Giants are going to go down that route. But I think Jones likes being a Giant, and I think he likes this coaching staff. I think a number of players on that team enjoy being coached the way that they have this year. So I think it's probably a three, maybe four-year contract for Jones. I think it's probably the same for Saquon Barkley, who's made it perfectly known that that this is the organization that he wants to play for. You think that the Giants can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? I do. I do. I think it – yeah, I mean, I I do because I – now, is he going to be the reason? Now, there's two different ways. Like, there's a, a way to answer that question. Is he the reason why they win the Super Bowl? Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? Is he going to be what Josh Allen is with the Buffalo Bills? No, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't win. Like, if you look at the Giants and you tell me that I've got a quarterback where I can, I can do what I need to do offensively. I can use his legs. He would be a, vet. He would be a threat in the running game. He's going to be able – look what he's done this year – with guys like Richie James, mm-hmm. David Sills, Daniel Bellinger at tight end, Darius Slayton. I mean, you know, they, they haven't had a number one wide receiver 
Darius Slayton on a really good team is a number three. Richie James is probably a number four. You know, David Sills is back on the practice squad. So he hasn't had that true number one. Do I think they can win with him? I do. I do. Now, do I think he'll ever be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, top six, seven quarterback in the National Football League? No, I'm never. I wouldn't come on the airways with you guys on a Friday night and say that because then you'd be like, happy hour started really early. So that's not the case at all. I do think you can win with them, though. Which, by the way, no judgments if happy hour did already start for you. In fact, we encourage that on Fridays on this no, show. You've seen dri- worse. I'm moves. driving back for my son's hockey game. We had a hockey game tonight, so I'm Mo- driving back home for uh, my son's hockey Horvath's game. Horvat's been drinking since like four, I so I bet him to win fine. the NFC this year. I bet the win total. I love Daniel Jones. I've always been a Daniel Jones guy, so I'm glad that. The- I think Dable could, could really win Coach of the Year. Dable, Dable should, should have heard the stuff Trista was saying to me before the season. She was calling him a bum, saying that he has small hands. The Giants were a four win team. I did say that. I mean, I said on the fan too. <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Oh no, kid's tough." That's 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 always the thing about Daniel Jones. He's tough. He's had the crap kicked out of him. Hey, Moose. Sorry, Nick. Uh, we got a couple minutes here. Did- the NFC has been kind of a wide-open conference all year. We knew coming into the season it kind of felt that way too, with so much of the attention on the AFC and all the quarterbacks there. I- who is your favorite right now in the NFC? Is it still the Eagles? Or are you leaning towards the 49ers with everything they have despite, you know, a seventh-round last pick in the draft quarterback? Or is it the team like all the Giants at this point? Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Giants can get yeah. there. I, I don't. I think there's a, you know, I, I think they can win Sunday against Minnesota. I don't think they can. I don't think Tampa can get there. I don't think Dallas with Dak turned the football over. Their secondary can't cover it. They can't get there. It's been a grind the entire year for Tampa. Guys, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to jump out on any ledge. It's, I'm going to be Mr. Obvious tonight. I, I think it's going to be either San Francisco or Philadelphia. And I think if Jalen Hurts' his shoulders healthy, Sirianni's got a week and a half now or less than to figure out, you know, did they peak in November? And where is the health of, of Jalen Hurts' shoulder? I, I really believe if, if you tell me the Eagles fire on all cylinders, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, and I do think there's going to come a point in time where we're going to see Brock Purdy, the seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, rear its ugly head. If it doesn't, I mean, I so I'm going to I'm going to go with the chalk and go with the number one seed, even though you know a lot of people are on the 49ers. I can't go with anybody else. I don't believe in Minnesota, and I think it's really San Francisco or Philadelphia and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco is loaded as any team in the NFL. It's just the quarterback position is a question mark. But hey, Kurt Warner was able to do it. Maybe Brock Purdy can do it too. He's Mark Malusis. Always good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on with us.